0: Welcome to Humanity Works podcast series, Being Human in Uncertain Times Navigating Relationships During COVID 19. I'm Kate Bresky Zumer, founder and chief inspiration officer at Humanity Works. Being Human in Uncertain Times, COVID 19 provides practical tips to help us all navigate relationships at home and at work during this unprecedented time in history. Today we explore how to consciously reset post-COVID-19. We examine how COVID-19 is an opportunity to pause and notice who are you being, how are you coping, and what is beginning to emerge here. It has been said necessity is the mother of invention, meaning when you are put in a difficult situation you are likely to be inspired to create some kind of new or ingenious solution. This has been true after other disastrous plagues, and it will be true after this one, too. Examples are featured in a recent Forbes article, Why Coronavirus Will Stimulate Innovation, where the author highlights the birth of modern society following the Great Plague, the emergence of the free press following the smallpox outbreak, and the rise in e-commerce following SARS. As you shelter in place at home and yearn for what normal was a few short months ago, conversations about a reset post-COVID-19 pandemic are beginning to emerge. Glimpses of a future are beginning to come about. The normal wasn't normal, said Marina Gorbis, executive director of Palo Alto's Institute for the Future. The normal wasn't good. Over its 53-year history, The Institute has focused not only on forecasting the future, but also developing innovative solutions. What kind of a future do we want to live in, she asks. What kind of future do we want to create? And what can we do to promote that desirable future? Numerous publications have highlighted the potential gains in healthcare, the food supply and distribution, new ways of working, and wins for the climate. These big, hairy, audacious shifts can seem hard to get your head around and might feel outside the day-to-day control for most of us. So how do you start to reset parts of your life? Where do you begin? So let's introduce you to the learning steps. Some of you may already know about this. These are, There are four of them. Being aware of these four steps can be super helpful when you're learning anything new. They are universal and provide a roadmap of the process of trying something new. They're helpful because they give you permission to not know. They give you grace when you're trying something new and can give you permission to reach out for others for help without thinking that you're failing. Now, knowing where you are in these four steps can also be encouraging when it gets hard and your saboteur whispers, you're not enough. Okay, so let's look at the four steps. Step one, unconscious incompetence. This first step, you don't know what you don't know. Think about learning how to ride a bike or learning how to ski or anything else. You might have seen it done and had some awareness of people doing it, but you knew nothing about how to begin to do it there there was something compelling about this new thing that draws you towards it your desire to try it is powerful and it is what is fueling your foray into this unknown territory so stay curious about that step two conscious incompetence the second step brings an awareness to all that you don't know about the thing that you want to do Picture hopping on a bike for the first time and all the wobbles and spills, skin knees and elbows that come with learning to ride. What you are trying to learn might look easy, but gaining the skills and techniques to be able to do that thing is hard. Many people give up on this step. And if this happens to you, you gotta remember why this thing is important to you and commit to what you envision being differently. And most importantly, don't give up. Step three. Conscious competence. So step three brings a relief to the individual learning to do that thing that's new. Suddenly you're aware of what you're doing and why, and you're tasting the success of your dedication. Back to the bike riding example, you can now ride a little longer without falling. You have moments of, yes, I'm doing this. You might even play around a bit, taking your hand off the handlebars, going faster or longer without failing. You are gaining confidence in what you know. And at this stage, you are stretching your capabilities a bit more because you're conscious that you're succeeding. And we often spend a lot of time bouncing back between step two, conscious of your incompetence, and step three, conscious of your competence. Both of these are happening as you are learning. We call this the hotbed of learning. And finally, step four unconscious competence. You know you have reached the final step in learning the pathway when you can do that thing, now probably not so new, without even thinking about it. It is second nature. Many of us hop on a bike without giving it a second thought. The great thing about this step is you now know how to do the thing that you wanted and you've developed new skills, new insights, and new experiences to sort of propel you forward. The downside to watch for is complacency and forgetting the responsibility that comes with doing this new thing. So challenge yourself to remain conscious of the impact you create and take responsibility for it. Be the good human that you are. So currently, what's possible if you consciously seek to reset parts of your life? What happens when going back to normal may no longer be what you want What's possible if you put your energy and your attention towards learning something that you want? Where do you begin? First, notice what you are liking about what's happening right now. Then notice what you're not liking about what's happening right now. Pay attention to both. These are the breadcrumbs taking you in a new direction if you decide to pick them up. Second, notice your own values in action. Most of us live our lives without claiming our values. We're raised with families and communities, larger social contexts that imprint values and expectations on us. Now, values are a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what's important in life. This enforced pause may be igniting many of us to begin to question the status quo, the way things are. So notice... What's working for you? How is life right now supporting the life you want to live or not? My husband George and I walk around our neighborhood because we have two dogs and it's great to get some fresh air and to feel some sort of normalcy. And on our walks, we notice many more families out there throwing balls and frisbee outsides with their kids. Now, we live in a very family-oriented neighborhood, so it's not as though we've never seen families out playing together. But not with this kind of frequency. There is something important happening in families right now. Living together so closely provides an an opportunity for family values to be imprinted in very significant way and to deepen their meaning by making them explicit. For all that there is good, there's also a shadow side. As economic pressures mount and fears have grown, officials are seeing a horrifying surge in domestic violence. The National Domestic Violence Hotline exists to answer the calls to support and shift power back to those affected by relationship abuse. They're a great organization who lives their values and helps victims and loved ones of domestic violence step forward to a future free of abuse. We have to believe that that for some of these folks, they may be looking at aspects of their lives and questioning their values, questioning their amount of tolerance. This period of time provides an opportunity to become conscious of your values and to claim them and to consciously live them every day alone or with others seek to name them and get clear on what behaviors represent them. Think about connecting how you are being to why it is important to you and then begin to think about how you can live into these values beyond COVID-19. So here's an idea along with other people in your house, or maybe a group of friends, list out the answers to this question. In our family or group of friends, we, and generate words. For example, we laugh, we roughhouse, we share, we say thank you, we argue, we hug, you get the idea. And when done with that list, for each of those words that you've generated, ask, and why is that important to the people creating this with you? You can also do this for yourself. So for instance, we laugh because it makes life more fun. This exercise helps surface core values and increase your consciousness of how you want to be in the world. Man, we're still in the middle of this unfolding story. While there is much we cannot control right now, we can control ourselves, a theme you will hear from us over and over again. So pay attention to how COVID-19 is changing you. We can inform our future by envisioning the outcome we want to live into, and notice what feels important to bring with you as you emerge from this pandemic. What reset are you conscious of making when we are on the other side of this pandemic? And what do you want to create in your life? Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast, How to Consciously Reset Post-COVID-19. If you want to read this article, you can find it on our website, humanityworks.com. And join us next week for reflect on how to be the person you want to be.